You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at 2 Corinthians chapter 13. We have been talking about walking intimately with the Holy Spirit. Verse 14, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. And we've, this is now part four. So we've spent a lot of time having a look at a number of different things. Number one is that God is three distinct persons, even though he's declared as one in the spirit. We know that he is Father, God, as a person. Then there's another person, his son, Jesus Christ. And of course, the third person, the Holy Spirit. This is revealed at Jesus' baptism. When the heavens open, the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus. And we hear the Father's voice from heaven. And we see Jesus standing there and the Holy Spirit descending upon him. And that's the Godhead revealed. And you see that through many parts of the scripture. Here we see once again the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, person one. Then we see the love of God, person two, the Father, who is love. And then three, the grace and the communion, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. The Holy Spirit is a person, very distinct person, not just a power, not just some kind of force of God. He is the third person of the Godhead. And I find that a lot of people struggle in their Christian walk simply because they may be aware of the Holy Spirit, but not aware of who He is as a person and what His role is in their life. And here we see Paul revealing it when he says the communion of the Holy Spirit. Communion. The word used there is koinonia. It's, uh, in the New Living Translation, it says fellowship. Now, fellowship is more, as I said before, than just sitting, talking to someone over a cup of coffee. This is an intimate fellowship intimate relationship, and it's knowing that the Holy Spirit's with you all the time. In other words, He's your closest friend, your closest ally. In other words, you will never be alone ever again in your life. Even if your physical body is the only one in the room, you are not alone. God is with you. You never have to be afraid again. You know, I'm not afraid as long as i got my dad with me. Uh, you have the Holy Spirit with you, who's more powerful than any person could ever be. And if we learn to believe that and trust Him and know He's there, we'll see more of what He is, who He is in our lives manifesting. And so we've been having a look at that. Even Jesus said in John 5 verse 19 that He of Himself can do nothing. But then He said... In John chapter 16, verse 5, he goes away, and then he says down in verse 12, well, verse 7, he says, it's to your advantage I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. And if we read in context that helper's talking about the Holy Spirit, verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, notice, not it, when he the person, the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into how much? All truth. For he will not speak of his own authority. Whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. That's your future. Lift your hand and say, God has sent the Holy Spirit to dwell within me. 
so that he will guide me into all truth and show me my future. How many of you would like to know what's going to happen tomorrow so you can prepare for it? I mean, wouldn't you want to know that uh, just before you, uh, maybe you invested in the, in the stock market and that particular company that you put so much money into, wouldn't you like to know that it's about to close and the stock's going to dump in a week's time and you can sell out today at maximum profit? Wouldn't that be good to know? Wouldn't it be nice to know that before you get married that this is the one that God's called for you to have so you're not destined for a lifetime of sadness and misery? Wouldn't you like to know what your spouse needs? Man, this is my secret to marriage success. Have you noticed that uh, you, you try and put together a manual? Don't say this at this time. Don't speak to that one. Don't do this. And you kind of, come on, any men with me here today? And you draw up a list. And just when you think you got the list right, you wake up one day and it's all changed. Oh, how have you ever had that happen? But, but I was, no, that was then. Oh, so now it's time also, and it's the seasons matter. And, <laughs> and how you realize it's just, it's like a, 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 the book that you saw, I saw one day that it says, what men know about women. You open it up and it's all blank pages. <laughs> so I learned the secret. God the Father knows his daughter better than me. And when she wakes up, he knows exactly what she needs that day. All I need to do is spend time in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And he will reveal to you, no, don't go near that subject today. And you say, okay, Lord, I hear you. And I will obey you. No matter how much my mouth wants to, I've learned to trust the Holy Spirit. And it works, doesn't it, darling? <laughs> so... It's good to know the future, that you have the Holy Spirit guiding you, and He's there to help you in every, you never have to make, worry about a decision ever again. Hallelujah. He'll tell you things to come. Now, remember last time we had a look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, that it's profitable for, doctrine for, reproof for, correction for instruction in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. How many of you want to be thoroughly equipped for what God's called you to do? So God gives us the scripture, the word of God, in order to teach us. So we can have doctrine. It's there to correct us. How many recognize from time to time we need to be corrected? It's not always comfortable. We don't always like it. But thank God, I want to grow and improve in the things of God. And as the word is given for instruction, Holy Spirit inspired, Holy Spirit breathed instruction. And so here we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 that I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has prepared things for you that even if I knew it, I wouldn't be able to speak it to you in English. It's just outside of this world. This is more than just a promotion in the company. It's more than just an increase. It's more than finding the right house. There are things that God wants to reveal to you that no man will be able to speak to you using a human language. There are not words to describe what God has prepared for you. 
But God has revealed them to us, how? Through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. Family of God, I really want to emphasize that today. We got a lot of voices speaking to us around in the world. And the world has shifted in what they believe. What obviously was sin just 50 years ago is now being written into legislation as legal, as right. And we must understand that there is a way that seems right to man, but its end is death. And the only way we're going to know truth is not to listen to the majority voices in the world today because the world is majority in sin. So we got sinful people telling us what's right or wrong. Telling preachers what they can and can't say from a pulpit. People who don't even know Jesus are trying to declare doctrine. Redefine what marriage is. When God's already spoken clearly what marriage is. We do not redefine marriage. Well, that was back then. That's an old book, you know. This is not an old manuscript. This is not something we found in a cave, some old... No, this is the conscript of heaven. It is the constitution of heaven. Men wrote it down on earthly pages, but it's existed for eternity. And when all the law books of the earth are wiped out, when governments that have thought they are powerful have been wiped out over history, history will repeat again. Governments that thought they were strong will be wiped out again. And according to the prophecy given to Daniel, at the end of the day, when the rock of Jesus Christ comes, all nations will be crushed and brought low. Only one nation stays, and it's the nation of God. And so when every law ever written by man, every legislation ever written by man, is wiped away, the constitution of heaven, the word of God, will still be yes and amen for all eternity. And so instead of looking to man, how I should and should not be doing things, I need to be going to the Word of God. Allow the Word to speak to me. Say amen. amen. So we've not received the Spirit of the world. The Spirit who is from God. Why? So that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Now, these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches concerning, comparing spiritual things with spiritual Comparing spiritual things with? So I don't decide what I believe by looking at the world's physical system. When the world says this is how we should and should not do anything, I don't look at that. If I'm going to make a spiritual decision, it has to be based on spiritual truth. And only the Holy Spirit 
can reveal that spirit of truth to you. I can only introduce you to the Holy Spirit. I can show you what the Word says in its written form. But the voice of the Holy Spirit only you can hear for yourself. John chapter 14 verse 26. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you how many? He'll teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So that's why we come together like this. So we can hear the word of God. So that you have the seed of the word. But seed is necessary to produce the harvest, the food. So you receive the seed of the word. For example, today on a Sunday, I'm giving you what the word says about the Holy Spirit. But that seed enters into your heart. Now, the Holy Spirit will remind you. When you're listening for Him and you're about to make a decision, He will remind you, remember this was said. Remember that was said. And He will guide you into the truth. Before you make a decision that will lead you into error, the Holy Spirit will always bring you to your attention. Learn to become very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Learn to become very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I would rather, you know, sometimes people say, but how do I know if it's God or not? If, if you believe it's God and go with it. Because sometimes people are worried. Like, like if, if God, they, hear, they sense God saying, you should not do that. But they really want to do it. But they hear, don't do it. They think, but what if that's not God? Because then I'm going to miss out. I would rather miss out. And even if I get to heaven and say, God says, that really wasn't me telling you that. Well, at least you know I obeyed you. My desire was to obey you. That's what I've seen happen. That if, I, if God leads me to do something, and even though it's not Him saying to do, to do it or not do it, by me obeying, it counts as obedience. It counts as obedience. You getting this? Remember when, when Abraham lied about his wife being his sister? And then the king found out God was going to get on the king's case. You got another man's wife. He says, where from? Abraham, he didn't tell me that. And God says, in the integrity of your heart, I've not judged you. Because you didn't know you were doing wrong. I'm not holding that against you. But you give him his wife back. Oh, you see what I'm saying? So you understand that your desire to obey is counted as obedience. So learn that. That'll help a lot of people. So the Holy Spirit is guiding you into truth. Now, with that in mind, keeping the fact that, that Scripture is given by God, all Scripture, I want to have a look at prayers that were revealed through Paul that he prayed by the Holy Spirit. Pray, I call them prayers of the Spirit. Uh, I've studied them out. I've read them many times. And I've made them into personal prayers that I pray over you every day. So as we study it, you can know this was prayed over you today. And you can put it into the first person and pray it over yourself as well. Have a look at Colossians chapter 1. How many of you want to know what the Holy Spirit's telling you? Three, four, five. Okay, some of you are still turning in your Bible. Okay. How many of you would like to know what your future is? You want to hear 
and walk in truth. You want to make sure you don't make error, no matter what, whether it's legal or not in the country, you want to make sure you do it right according to the kingdom of God. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Now there's two things I want to make note of yet. When you see the word pray, it's not that he suggests or he thinks or he would like it. Because by the own teaching of Paul, he said that the only way you can pray is by faith. And that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And only when we pray in faith does God hear us. And only what he hears, he will answer. So if someone says pray, it has to be a prayer by faith. So what we're about to read is faith, which means that whatever Paul is saying here, he has heard it from the word of God. Secondly, by Paul writing it and written into scripture means it's Holy Spirit inspired. These are Holy Spirit inspired written prayers. See, we can make prayers up. But if you find a prayer that the Holy Spirit inspired, you know you're praying exactly according to the will of God. So what we're about to read is this is how the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to pray for his partners. And he says, I do not cease to pray for you. And this is what he does. He asks that you are filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Listen again. He asks that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. The knowledge of his will. And wisdom and spiritual understanding. Keep your marker here. Have a look at Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah 11. Now this is a prophetic word spoken about the believer of the new covenant. He says in verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of his roots. Who's that talking about? That's Jesus. He's prophesying Jesus coming out of Jesse, that'll be then David, and down the lineage, Jesus is born. And what will happen? The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Well, that's what we saw at the baptism. When he came out the waters of baptism, what happened? The Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. Now listen to what it is. Who he is? The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord now when we say the fear of the Lord we understand we're not talking about fear as in scared of a hungry lion remember the word says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So we've not been given a spirit of fear. That's a demon. Family, normal fear, when I talk about fear as a human understands fear, when you're scared of something, 
like, you know, something's about to eat you or run at you or bite you or whatever, that, that fear feeling, that is a demonic fear. And God has not given you a spirit of fear. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like walking around with demons in my pocket. I don't want a demon on a leash. I don't want a demon hanging near me. Demons must run. When I walk down the road, listen, when you walk down the road, you must be so full of the presence of God that demons are scattering. They are diving to get out of your way. I don't want to tolerate any demons. I've heard it said from a pulpit, you should embrace your fears. And I thought, what? Embrace a demon. Hug your demon. No, I'm not about to hug a demon. Fear will not be tolerated. There's a difference between fear and respect. I will respect a lion. If he eats anything that runs, I ain't running. And I will make sure I stay away from him. It's like when you go on a game drive, they tell you, sit down, don't stand. Because if you stand, you cut the skyline and they see a change. Then they think there's something different there. Can, but if you stay on the vehicle, they see one vehicle. I sit. <laughs> That's not fear. I have a life to live and I've got words to preach and I've got a family to look after. I've got things to do. And I'm not going to be stupid for stupid sake. That's not fear. Are you with me? That's why I can, when I go scuba dive, I will, the first question, whenever I scuba dive, the first thing people, every, every time I scuba dive, what about the sharks? There again, the shark is one of the most misunderstood animals. Uh, if you're down under with a shark, you are not food. There's lots of, there's lots of other little fish flying around. They're all, all flying, swimming around. All over. But you are safe. I know that people still look at me in disbelief. But I'm not afraid. But I do respect. I keep my distance. I don't touch. If they swing, I get out their way. It's their water. Are you with me? But I'm not saying Why? Because I won't tolerate the fear. No fear. No fear. I said no fear. And so if we still say, yeah, but I'm afraid of this or afraid of that, like, you know, like claustrophobia. The word phobia means fear of. Fear of. So if anybody accuses me of any phobia, no, I'm not afraid. I am not afraid of anyone or anything. Why? Because I've learned to deal with it. And family of God, I want to encourage you. Deal with every fear in your life. Get fear out of your life. If there's a little thing you find <gasps> in your heart beats, then you need to have a look at that. Now, you don't, that's where they say embrace fear. Go in afraid. Just go in afraid. Just be, you know. No, no, that's stupid. No, what you do is you look at that and say, I will not allow the fear of it to come against me. How do you do that? God's given you a spirit of Love, power, and a sound mind. Renew your mind to it. Renew your mind to it. When I was going to scuba dive, I knew there would be sharks in the water. I had to renew my mind and educate myself about the animal. Are you with me? I don't have time to go into that in detail. I know some of you are looking like, tell us, tell us. No, we'll do that another day. I've got something else I need to teach you. The point I'm making is renew your mind to your environment. That's why when you get in a car, you put on a seatbelt. You're, you're with me. 
You're not afraid to drive down the highway. Think about it. You've got vehicles going at crazy speeds and 120 k's an hour, and you just put your indicator into the traffic. Your grandmother, great-grandmother, would like, you know, those that used to ride the, the, the ox wagons and the carts and the, that, they're not used to fast. You bring them into today, they wouldn't know what to do. Are you with me? But your mind's renewed to it. So the same way, renew your mind, whatever's causing that fear, whatever's causing that problem, renew your mind and get to a place where God is with me. God loves me. God loves me. And He will lead me. If He says, don't go down, if He says today, I'm, I'm about to go scuba diving today, and He says, don't go, I don't care how nice the weather is, how clear the visibility is, I don't care how great it seems, everybody says, go, it's to the right, I'm not going, because He said, don't go today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he loves you. He will look after you. He'll guide you every step to make the right decision. Love, power. You know you have the Holy Spirit's power with you. That no matter what comes, if God says it's okay to go, doesn't matter what happens. If, something, if, if I'm somewhere and a lion comes tearing down the road towards me and I nothing, God didn't tell me to go somewhere else, I will style that lion, Stop. And he will stop. Come on. Yeah, but what if? I don't consider what ifs. I know the power of God. I've seen it too many times. Stop things that I did not have control over. But God's power was available. And a sound mind. See, when you understand and you know what you believe. And your mind is secure in it. There will be no fear. Amen. So how many recognize that's going to take some time? Rather than just say, I'm afraid I just won't go there, don't tolerate that fear. Deal with it. Get it rooted out. doesn't mean you have to do it. Just get the fear of it out. Even if you think, I'll never do that, that's fine. Don't do it, but don't not do it because you're scared or because fear is keeping you away. Just don't do it because you don't want to do it. Does that make sense? All right. So what am I saying? God's not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So you can understand that we talk about the fear of the Lord, we're not dealing with the demon fear. Now that word fear means something different. That's the respect of God. That's that honor of God. That's recognizing who God is. And I am when you talk about the fear of the Lord, I do not want to do something that violates the king of the universe. The one who's ordained all things that I will stand before one day and he'll look me in my eyes and he's about to judge me. I want to make sure I'm not standing in front of the judge, but in front of my father who loves me. It's that respect. And so when I don't do something because he says don't do it, I don't do it because I'm afraid. I don't do it because I don't want to come on his wrong side. I want to honor God. I want to respect God. Everybody say the fear of the Lord. So let's go back to Colossians now. So now, uh, first Isaiah 11, let's finish there. Isaiah 11, verse 2, the spirit of the Lord, that's the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Notice the Holy Spirit brings wisdom and understanding. So it's not just to know about something, 
It's to understand why. See, when God says that marriage is the love between one man and one woman, and that's in order to come together and to multiply and produce a family. Now, if that's God's design, but I don't understand why, then when you don't understand the purpose for a thing, abuse is inevitable. That's why sometimes people ask me about, you know, this orientation or that orientation or these people or that group or whatever is that, and then they want scriptures. And I can give you scriptures for all of it. But you really want it easy to understand? Because this will help everyone, including single people. Sex is ordained between a husband and wife under marriage. Anything else is a violation of God's word. See, I don't have to worry about any particular group or anything. It's just simple. Why? Because that is God's method of intimacy between a husband and a wife. That's that koinonia spoken about. That's that fellowship between Adam and Eve that caused all of mankind to become who we are today. And if the enemy wants to break down kingdoms, System, the kingdom of God's system, is violate that very foundation, that very root. You do know you can love someone without having sex with them. I, didn't, I heard five amens. Am I in the right house today? I said you can love someone without having sex with them. That's what we're talking about here. Sex is between a husband and a wife. All scripture is given for instruction, reproof, and correction. And I don't bring condemnation on anyone. No criticism. But I do need you to know what the word says. Say amen. So now we have the spirit of understanding. See, when you understand a purpose for something, then it's easy to obey it. See, when the Word tells us that this or that is wrong, it's not because God is just some kind of, you know, really old man, you know, the ancient of days, with just a bunch of rules trying to be this dominant, nearing God. No. God knows what works in life. He knows what will bring life, and He knows what will destroy life. And He gives instruction according to that. So when I understand that, the Spirit of God will give you insight. Don't do that. You can ask Him why. And He will tell you why. He will reveal it to you. Everybody say, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. That's the Spirit of counsel. So now, back to Colossians 1 verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. How? In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Not just natural understanding. Comparing spiritual with spiritual. In spiritual understanding, why? so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, 
fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. How many, how many of you want to increase in your knowledge of God? Yeah, the Word of God said the Spirit will cause you to increase in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Family of God, how many you understand there are those that have already gone to heaven? And they're experiencing the full inheritance of the kingdom of God. But notice, it says that you are also qualified. You've already been qualified. There's nothing more you can do to earn favor with God. There's nothing more that you can do to get God to bless you more or to love you more. You are fully blessed. You are fully loved. And you are fully qualified. Say that I am fully qualified to partake of all that heaven has for me. And so for all that heaven has for me to access it, I need to know it. I need to know His will. And so I made a decision to pray this prayer over my life in the first person every single day. Every day. Every day. I will pray. Say, Father, I thank you. I believe I am filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that my walk may be worthy of you, fully pleasing you, fruitful in every good work as I increase in the knowledge of God. What's happening? I've just spoken a word and I'm continuously increasing in the knowledge. I'm confessing that I have the wisdom of God in me. So by having confessed it, what happens? It's now mine. So I can be in a conversation, and I may not even know the situation. I may not know you as a person. I may not understand or even know your company or how it works. But I just need to listen to you and be quiet in my head and just listen for the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, I'll have a word. Many, many, many times I've said to somebody, you know what? You need to try this or do that. And they'll look at me and say, now, how would you know that? Well, I, I don't know. I haven't been educated in the area, but I do know how to hear the Holy Spirit. And so I can take no glory for it. Yeah. It's not me who's clever. Yeah. It's not me who's wild. I haven't studied that, so I can't claim any <laughs> credit for it. Where did it come? I do know how to hear His Spirit. And so do you. I said, so do you. And you will understand that as you pray that prayer every day, just take it. It's, it's a prayer of the Spirit. I pray that prayer over you. And the Word says any two agree touching anything will be done for you. So I prayed that prayer over you this morning already. So you can, let's do it right now. Just lift your hand and say, Father, thank you. My pastor prayed over me. He's prayed this Word. And so I receive it today. And I believe that I am filled with the knowledge of your will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding, my walk is worthy of you. I fully please you. I am fruitful in every good work as I am filled with your knowledge in Jesus' name. I increase in the knowledge of God. Yeah.
Come on, give Jesus praise if you got a hold of it. How many you believe if you say that every day, then you will grow in wisdom? That's exactly how we do it. Amen. Did you get something today? Everybody good? Come, let's stand together. Raise your hand and say, today I've heard the word of God. That word brings faith to my heart. I am a believer, not a doubter. As a hearer of the word, I'm also a doer. And I thank God I have the Holy Spirit within me. Holy Spirit, you guide me in all wisdom, revealing to me my future, teaching me all things, guiding me in all truth. I hear your voice and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.